This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Hey, it's Katie Neal. Welcome back to the Katie and Company podcast. This week, I got to sit down with Chris Jansen, who just recently released a brand new album called Outlaw. So we got to talk all about this new album that he just released. We talked about how he got Dolly Parton and Slash to be a part of it. We talked about the last time he felt starstruck and how he just kind of casually texts The Rock every now and then. We also talked a lot about Chris's live shows, which if you've ever seen are such high energy, so electric, and it also kind of becomes a family. So please enjoy my conversation with Chris Jansen. Hanging out with us this week on the Superstar Power Hour, we've got Mr. Chris wow. Jansen. Yeah, superstar. Glad to be here, especially glad to be here now. Thank you. Yeah, of um, course. Appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here. How have you been? Wonderful and uh, busy. I've never been, you know, I've, I've never been so thankful to be so tired in all my life, honestly. It's, it's been, a good tired, I'm it's sure, right? Wonderful, man. Wonderful. We've been, uh, you know, in promotion of the new album, The Outlaw Side of Me, and the single that's rocking up the chart all i need is you we've been touring our butts off and i mean we're touring like now more than i've ever toured ever and mm. uh in a and in a bigger way so i'm grateful for all of those opportunities and we've had a good time raising kids in the middle and <laughs> just uh <laughs> trying to keep the wheels on yeah trying to balance all of it i'm sure you talk yeah. about this new album that just dropped my initial thought listening to this was that you and i think you always do this but i i felt it so much listening to this record is having your live show in mind when you were putting Bingo. this together like Bingo. the first two songs i was like oh man he's ripping on this like you there is it. momentum thank there you. is thank you yeah you i'm sure it. that was very intentional it was uh i wanted to make an album finally that is just what i do live because mm -hmm. that's what works the biggest and it's it's working so thank you it's for the working. compliment thank of you for course. noticing and um yeah put a lot of harmonica on it as you see i think that would come screaming right out of the gate with harmonica on this record, <laughs> really I think. rowdy gentleman i think is the opening track yeah. anyway yeah it's it's been really fun i'm playing this record live most of the most of the cuts and even the deep cuts and uh that's something that's different for me too you know i i you know playing an album is hard it can be hard when people when, when songs are not hits yet but with this one people just they love it that much that it's it deserves the time so i'm giving it yeah and it just feels like you're having fun with the music. And I, I always feel like when you're having fun with the music, then even if fans don't know it at a live show, they're having a great time. They're having a great time. Yeah. yeah. If you believe in if you believe in yourself, people will believe in you. Exactly. That's right? just 
Easy. Well, what else would you say that you really love most and are proud of about this record? Well, uh, there's a sense of freedom to it that mm. has not been with the last, uh, in any of my other previous albums. Not to say that I wasn't proud of them or they weren't, you know, good, but this one, there was just a sense of freedom in it. I mean, I, I turned the reins over to a producer for the first time ever, Julian Raymond, and I did not produce this record. And uh, I just said, here, you do this part and I'll do my part. And I'm glad we did because it worked out for the better. I, I had a, the sense of freedom came from just, being totally the artist and not trying to play all wear all hats you mm-hmm. know which was was nice. it hard for you to like <clears throat> let go no. of the control of it? oh no you were no. ready you're like i'm done totally, <laughs> totally ready now that i was done so to speak just just more so with i he's better than me <laughs> that's it he's a real producer and i'm and i'm you know i can i guess i produce you know i've got a lot of production credits but he uh he's a great producer bottom line and i'm the artist and so i just it was a great great working relationship and he's one of my best friends too which doesn't hurt but and the guy who signed me to the record deal with Big Machine. But all that said, I would say those are some of my favorite parts. And then, you know, I like writing songs, and, and I enjoyed the process for writing for this record. Of course, wrote, you know, wrote them all. And, yeah, it was just, it was easy. I just, we sat down. The whole process, the most favorite part, though, was sitting down at the kitchen table with Kelly and Julian sometimes. And that's basically how we A&R'd this project, which means how we picked the songs and the ones I wanted to cut and the ones I didn't. We just played them right there at the house. Mm-hmm. Um, just on a little speaker at our kitchen table. How many songs did you, would you say that you wrote for this record? I don't know how many I wrote for it, per se, but I can tell you how many we whittled through. Like 60, 70, maybe. Oh my gosh. I can't imagine how difficult that process is of like picking it out and then like, what do you do with all the ones To be honest with you, it's not as hard as you may think. No. Well, for me, it's not because... Some people that I know in my life that are successful too, they they get really attached to songs. Mm. Like it's like I'm just not that way. I don't care. It's they're not tangible to me. They're not <laughs> nothing to me. They're just songs, mm-hmm. and I can live with them or live without them. And that's how I keep my brain. Okay. Mm-hmm. When I get right down to the nuts and bolts of what's going to be on an album, though, I pick the final little group of them that I can't live without. Oh, and those. And that's what the makes ones them on the that record. really like speak to you. Correct. Yeah, yeah. which is a good filter to put that through. Correct, and if they speak to me, and they speak to Kelly, and they speak to Julian, then they're probably going to speak to somebody else, and that's yeah. they're speaking to people. I'm and, grateful for that. I mean, yeah. that's just that's a guess. I mean, that's just a flip a coin and see what happens. You know, you yeah. could go could go the other way, but but because you know, I, I put the belief and the everything behind it, then you know, it's just believable. Yeah, and when you talk about songs that are speaking to people and ripping up the chart right now, tell me the story behind the single All, All I, I Need, need is you. you. Yeah. The really the story is Kelly. I mean that's really the, the bottom line. Your muse. Pretty much, yeah. I mean, never really thought of it that way, but yes, yeah, she is, I guess. And uh she was inside. I just kinda glanced in, saw her through the back glass of the house on thirty A that we that we live at a lot. And um, we had driven there in a suburban so take a trip into Chevrolet. And we wrote that song. I wrote that song during the pandemic with my friends. And they had wow. they had bits and pieces of it started. And I had bits and pieces of what I thought. And then we were just trying to all add it together over Zoom. And, you know, that could be a total train wreck, <laughs> yeah. too. But, but it wasn't. I mean, it was actually really well written and very quickly written. Uh, me, Mitch, Ashley, and Brad. But there were a lot of changes in it. You know, like like formidable changes that, that were really stood out to me. Like, people know we fly a lot. We fly a lot to shows and things, right? And so, I think one of the writers one time said, I want to take a trip. And, and to, not to discredit this, it's just kind of funny. I want to take a trip in a private plane to the beach house in 30 hours like whoa let's just stop right there <laughs> first of all that's pretty much business related and th- this is not what this is about we make music yeah. for the, we make music for the fans and, mm-hmm. and 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 i'm a very normal dude and i love i, I love my chevy so i'm like 
we drive to the beach all the time, yeah. just like every other normal <laughs> yeah. ass person in the world, right? So I said, we got to change all that. So we put, you know, take a trip into Chevrolet to Beach House Town 30, and that connects with people. Yeah. You know, because everywhere down there, that's that's what people are doing. Uh, but but really, at the end of the day, that's just a fun fact. But but at the end of the day, that song is about Kelly. And at the end of the day, to, I don't I don't find my happiness in anything but God. But second to that is her and my kids. And 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 she's the same way, by the way. Respect respectful to her. But you know, the song is I love her very much. You know this, and she's my favorite person to be around. And she's easy to write about because mm-hmm. I mean, why not? I love her, and she's my wife, and she will always be. So, at the end of the day, no matter what may be coming up, you know, on the horizon in our life or anything, I mean, we nothing. There's nothing we can't tackle. She's your person. She is my. That's I think everyone would it. dream of having a muse. She's my person. That's <laughs> yeah. a great way to put it. Exactly. And then the other one that I was drawn to in here, Twenty One Forever. Mm. I have to know the story here because you've got a lot of big collabs on this record: Brantley, yes. Darius, but Dolly Parton and Slash. Yes. On the same song. Yes. How does this happen? Just ask. You know, you have to ask to shoot for the stars. If you want to reach stars theoretically or whatever. <laughs> literally <laughs> however you want to put it whatever a star may mean to you if you want to reach that and achieve that goal you have to reach for it and you don't ever know if you can reach it if you don't and also I be- I'm a big believer in dreaming big and winning big mm-hmm. and I'm also a big believer in betting on yourself and I bet on myself all the time I bet on myself 100% of the time every second of the day because you're the only person you can count on so no matter well <laughs> yeah. besides kelly besides I'm the, kelly yeah literally besides kelly and jesus i'm about the only people i can count on for real so in full but uh yeah when we wrote 21 forever we actually wrote it in kind of reverse like most people write lyrics and their melodies and things and then they go off and they have a song but tom douglas played piano and i just sang on a microphone just like this actually on my phone in the room and we didn't write anything down and i just riffed it and shut my eyes and just sang what i thought came out we got done. Twenty one forever was it? What you hear the finished product, which was, was a pretty unique way to write a song. Really, just say what's on your heart. And uh, I always envisioned Dolly being on it, and I always envisioned Slash being on it because it reminded me. It was very reminiscent of like November Rain to me mm-hmm. by Guns N' Roses, and so hence is where Slash comes in. And so I asked Julian, my producer, you know, could you reach out to Dolly? Could you reach out to Slash and these kind of things? And let's connect the dots. And they both said yes, like pretty quickly. It wasn't like a a drawn out, oh, what to see, let me yeah. listen, I don't know, whatever. You know, Dolly and I have a relationship, she and I and Kelly, because I've done, you know, many things with her and, you know, through Smoky Mountain Benefits and 50th anniversary of Opry membership and stuff like that for her in the past. So there was a bit of a connection there. With Slash, it was, uh, it was a new connection, but he was very gracious and cool and just, you know, it, what blew me away was that they both asked, is there any certain direction you would like to go? You're like, I'll take whatever. Yeah, <laughs> Your creative that's exactly liberty. what like, that's exactly what I said. By the way, but I meant it. Like I don't. Yeah. They could have. They could have sang tic tac toe and hokey pose, and I would have <laughs> been like, cool. I love it. You know, because well, um, like, how do you give direction to either one of those? Like, I'm you're not, like, no, I ain't, I'm not doing that. I'm not going to take direction from nobody outside <laughs> yeah. of me, right? But I mean, I'm not going to give direction either. And they're pros, and like they just crushed it. They totally crushed it. But that's how it happened. You just asked. That's so cool. And I wish there was like, a grandiose story of like years of waiting. But, <laughs> it was, but you know, it's it's really just that simple. Just ask. Yeah. But I think most people, most of the time, are scared to ask the question. Yep. And, and then like, they never get. And then they never get. And then they they come to the end of their road and they go, "Man, I wish, I wish, I wish. I yeah. got really nothing in my life. I wish, I wish I would have taken my uncle." 
Dan to dinner when he asked me to go and I was too, we were too busy. We were traveling all the time. I, that's a regret I have. I have like regrets that have nothing to do with things that most people would think, you know, it's yeah. like, you know, I don't, I don't want to, I'm never going to look back and go, gosh, I wish I had asked Dolly Parton to do that, but yeah. shucks, I didn't. I mean, <laughs> like if you can, you absolutely should. Even if you can't, I mean, yeah. that's a big star, pretty untouchable, really, <laughs> if you right. think about it, but like, whatever, what's the worst they could say? No. Yeah. So, you know, just ask and heck might happen. That's amazing. And then Outlaw Side of Me, the title track from this record. One There's several stories in here that I'm wondering, are they autobiographical yeah. at all? That song's totally autobiographical. Game Warden, Speeding to All That Stuff. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so what ended up happening when you uh, got caught by the Game Warden Ticket. with this turkey? <laughs> Ticket. Ticket. Yeah, turkey on my back, put a bulls on the outside of me. I mean, like I was asking for it. And yeah. My fault, but not a big deal. You know, not a big deal. Move on with life, live and learn. Uh, <laughs> Definitely. And, uh, and it was really just negligence. I was just young. Not a big deal. But anyway, she was wearing someone else's ring first time I saw her, Kelly. And uh, that was true. And um, she was uh, in a relationship that just wasn't right. Mm-hmm. And just it just wasn't going to go past that point. And I kind of sniffed that out. So that was it, you know. And we were very much – we. The, the cool thing is is that I was in love with Kelly from the first time I saw her, which was way before even Outlaw Side of Me, the mm-hmm. phrase, comes in. And um, – you know, Tom, God's timing is perfect. And, um, that, by the way, for the record, that guy's a great guy <laughs> and he's a really nice. And, uh, but moving on for like, uh, got a ticket in Cook County. Yeah, that's true. I, I hopped on, got a ticket in Kelly's hometown right there in her, the smallest ass town you could get in America. I got a ticket in, of course, cause I'm that guy, and, uh, <laughs> but you know, but whatever. I, I used to be the guy too, back when I was flying through airports all the time, big commercial ones and stuff. I'd always... I was always the guy who would get pulled over and frisked and searched and stuff. And I was like, what are you talking? I've never even done a drug in my life. Like, what do you, I don't, I don't even drink. Like, what, what is This what happens is happening? to me all the time, too. They're like, ma'am, you've been randomly selected. I'm like, is it random if it's every time? What the heck, man? Yeah, yeah. dude, I've been, Something- ran- <laughs> forget all that noise. So no big deal. I'm used to it, you know, but the outlaw side of me, really, there's, there's so much more to it than just those little stories. You just got to have stuff to sing about in the song, you know, which is, which are true. But, uh. I just walk outside of the lines. I uh, always have. And I just kind of can't help it. I just who I am. And uh, I write songs the way I want to. I write my own stuff. I've always produced and written, sang my own stuff, and never really cut any outside songs other than Church wrote me that one in the last record. So, yeah, I mean, I, I don't I don't know if that's outlaw, but I just, I think cutting your own path, especially. Yeah. Nashville starts calling you an outlaw, so that's fine. I, I I'd much rather be called that than something else. <laughs> something else, yeah. Do you feel like because that song had so many little autobiographical moments, that's what drew you to name the album after it? Yes, it always just sounded like an album title to me. Yeah, frankly, it's great. It's a great album title. Thank you. It, it sounded like an album title, and I went through all the other ones, and I was like, "Well, should we call it Honky Tonk Minute, or should we call it, you know, what?" Well, I'd also nothing, like also like you had a lot of good options to choose cool, from. Kind of cool, but 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 nothing really fit as good as. Yeah. Is out of me. So, we so with it. you mentioned that you have been out touring, playing tons and tons of shows. Yep. Something that I always love seeing videos of that you've been doing a lot lately is bringing your son out mm. on stage. Do you feel like, has he like, has, he's got the bug, right? Like he wants to do this. He's stoked about it. Yeah. Yeah. He wants to do it. Uh, to be very clear, I was not, I've never prompted my kids to do music or ask them or told really? them. Mm-mm, no way. And, uh, 
As a matter of fact, I would I would encourage them to run. I was from... going to say, most parents who are an artist would be like, I wouldn't wish this sometimes yeah, yeah. on my children. Now, my job is awesome. I love my job, but mm-hmm. it's not for everybody, you know. Oh, yeah. So I didn't want to. I don't want to paint my kids into a corner of what I think they should be. Not n- none of my kids. Uh, but Jesse just got he just got that bug, and he uh, came up to me at the Opry uh, about a little over a year ago and said he wanted to sing with me. And I said, okay, like when he's like now so he made his debut singing on the opry crushed it and we oh. sang the real bass pro together because we're bass pro guys and, yeah and um yeah he's just he's good he's, he's gotta think that's pretty drummer. cool to be able to like get to come out and like hang out with you on the road and stuff i'm sure so. when it's summer to get to come out like how special to be able they're, to my kids that. are actually thank you my kids are they're, they're with us every night every day uh for all the shows we travel together mm-hmm. and uh I quit that bus and stuff years ago because I, I was just not interested in being away from my family. So yeah. family comes first, no doubt about it. And uh, I think that, you know, the fans really appreciate that, I think. For sure. So we fly in, we play the shows, we fly out, we go home, I get in the car rider line the next morning, just live that normal lifestyle, just <laughs> exactly. like every normal person in the world raising kids. And then, you know, every afternoon or evening, go back out and do a show, come back, just same routine every yeah. night. It's, it's taxing, but it's a, it's a good way to travel and I'm grateful for it. For sure. Do you guys have any pre-show rituals, like anything that you do to get your head in a good space before the yeah. show or like moment that you share with your family or the band beforehand? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we pray a lot. We pray a lot all the time. I pray all the time. I'm constantly talking to the Lord, but, um, you know, a lot of times me and Kelly will pray before I go on stage or something like that. But, you know, uh, thank you, Jesus. And here we go. But uh, other than that, not really. I mean, <laughs> people always in their brain i think they always think of something like for a guy like me especially it gets really rowdy on stage oh man i bet it's crazy backstage i bet this guy lives a crazy lifestyle but i don't drink i don't drug i don't do nothing like that i don't even like stay up late at night so <laughs> yeah you know I'm, I'm 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 raising kids i'm a christian i'm a husband and i love my fans i love my work and i love to hunt and fish and conservation and i'm a man of very simple needs and i don't have any kind of I don't have any kind of weird hangups. If, if I got a, you know, I'm, I'm drinking a Coke today, but if I got a, if I got a cold Mountain Dew around or a nice hot tea or a cup of coffee, like I'm pretty happy, yeah. you know, and a cigar every now and again, which I don't even do that much anymore. And, uh, so that's, that's pretty much it. How do you get so high energy then when you're on stage? Because Fans. I mean, you like, you're electric. So there's Fans. nothing you're like, are you not backstage like warming up or doing oh, something? No. It's uh, just the energy. I don't do set lists. I don't do warm ups. I don't psych myself out for shows <laughs> i don't get nervous i don't mm-hmm. it's just it is not about that to me i love what i'm doing so i'm not it is not yeah. it does not work you know mm-hmm. and the fans man i i'm jacked to know that people like my music and if they're showing up and they are and it's like wow so it's all i ever wanted to do it's all i ever cared about doing so yeah. when you when you look at it with that mindset man i'm just ready to, i'm just eager to get out there you know but no i don't this is it's so That's so awesome it though. would blow your mind man like i get to the shows i get to concerts about 30 minutes before they start mm-hmm. that's you're when ready I'm there. And people are people are like oh he must be there all day i'm sure he's <laughs> chilling on the buses and stuff no. no but like you said being able to like have that extra time with your family like mm-hmm. instead of like a lot of i feel like being a musician is hurry up and wait and there's is, yeah. a lot of downtime where you're hanging yeah. out so so i like to hurry up and wait at home yeah and, uh, <laughs> exactly and do things i like to do and then go there i like to show up the latest get done the quickest go home the fastest yeah <laughs> I like that. And then <laughs> you talk about your fans. I feel like you have such a loyal fan base. They love your live shows. I mean, Very like much. that's they always show up and show out for you. And Thank I know you. how starstruck people will be when they get the chance to meet you. Thank you. And I know that as an artist, it's not like the cool thing to feel starstruck. But like, when was the last time that you yeah, you met awesome. somebody and you felt like that? I don't care to admit that stuff at all. No, <laughs> I think it's cool. I, yeah, I mean, I mean, people. Hey, there's a reason that people are famous. There's yeah. a reason people, other people are for famous. Sure. Some aren't like. That's like their way in life, right? So, 
honest answer. I don't get starstruck. Okay. I could care less if you're The Rock or if you are Merle Haggard mm-hmm. or I don't care. But the last famous, famous person I met was The Rock. Literally and, The Rock. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> What was that like? Well, he's so cool that I don't think you could get starstruck unless yeah. you were just looking to get starstruck. He's just mm-hmm. a normal guy. Just a cool dad. He's, he's one just, of those people I've never heard someone say a bad thing about. Chilling like, with, yeah. Everyone loves him. Chilling with his family and we just happened to be at the same place at the same time, like doing the same kind of thing mm-hmm. and it was a very private kind of setting and and um i didn't i mean i had no idea i didn't know i was hanging out where the rock hangs out you know so i just yeah. said hey what's up and my kids are like a picture with you and it was cool and then we struck up a conversation about country music and he loves country music and mm-hmm. then we became friends and now we talk and stuff but uh i don't know i've never been starstruck i just i'm i'm yeah i'm odd like that but i don't think it's not cool to say no it. for sure i mean I might get a little starstruck if I met Johnny Depp and got to hang out with him. I think he's a cool <laughs> dude. He looks like a cool dude. Yeah. Looks like somebody I'd want to hang out with. So maybe, but who knows? You know, The Rock is a great one though. I feel like it's been so interesting. Like I Big feel star. like Rock is like a like an undercover or not maybe because I think he's vocal about it. But like a huge country fan. Uh, big like time. A, I have like he heard Jelly Roll here. talking he went about to high school. At, he went to high school in Nashville. I always forget that. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah like so, so I feel like he's got a he lot. He was of pretty tied to it. He, is, he grew up in a lot of the southern culture around country music a lot of his life, but. Yeah, we became friends and and struck up a good conversation. We text and talk and send voice memos every couple of weeks or so. That's awesome. I mean, so I'm <laughs> glad to call him a friend. He's a yeah. great guy. And then I I'm sure I know actually that you were born to do this and that you feel that way and be yes, a country artist. Thank you. But has there ever been any other job that you saw that you're like, huh? I could have been really good at that, or I would have really enjoyed that. Sure. When I was in high school, I went. I went to work as a veterinary technician and then got a full ride scholarship to be a vet. Did you really? Mm-hmm. What was like the like? Where was the moment where you had to decide like, am I going to fully pursue country or am I going to pursue being a vet? The workforce, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I, see, I'd always played music. Mm-hmm. I had always done that as a hobby growing up. Yeah. So from eight years old on, I've been playing music and making money doing it. At that eighteen, mm-hmm. you know, when it was time to either go to college or get a job, and I was like, well, I already have a job. I play music all the time, so yeah. I have to keep doing this. That's what I, this is what I love. I don't, mm-hmm. I'm not going to. I'm not going to school. <laughs> for nothing you know and i don't yeah. care if it's if it's paid for or not i'm not doing it so that was it i moved to nashville just like that That's no problem so awesome and then i saw this really fun story that i wanted to ask you about recently you ran out of gas yep and the person Again, there to save you was lee, was Price's, lee daddy. Price's dad talk about Ken, this kenny and his uncle al and uh <laughs> his daddy kenny and his uncle al man just kenny and al so I'm I'm in my 86 Chevrolet, which I love, my square body truck, and I'm riding around, and me and Jesse, my youngest, are riding around. He, my kid loves to roll. He loves to roll the windows down and listen to Hank Jr. So we were we were doing that, and we went right down through downtown Franklin, Tennessee, where we live, and we're on Main Street, and I think like Whiskey Bent and Hellbound was on the speakers. We we're cranking out the truck. We we're just enjoying ourselves, drinking Mountain Dews, just hanging out, father son. And all of a sudden, the engine just goes completely dead. And I'm, I don't mean like sputter, sputter. I mean like dead, <laughs> dead, okay? And I'm like, oh, this is awesome because there's people everywhere. And, yeah. And at this point, people had kind of recognized that it was me in the truck. So I, I was already like turning the radio down and like yeah. and just trying to be, not trying to be that guy. So anyway, the truck breaks down in the middle of the street, tons of traffic. These two gentlemen were sitting on this bench over here. So I reached over and I said, guys, I went, can I get your help? And they came over and helped me. And then the guy, Kenny, started laughing, Lee's daddy, and he said, you're not going to guess who I am. I was like, lay it on me. <laughs> and uh, he's like, I'm Lee's, Bryce's daddy. And I said, oh, my gosh. And and so then we started up a conversation. And as a matter of fact, I had a brand new set of, I had just left the tire shop, and I had just put a 
a lift and some 35s on the old truck and i took some of the factory stuff and i had a brand new set of tires in the back of my truck brand new and his tires were worn out and and so i said here you can just that was a good tr-. i tried to pay him he wouldn't take any money yeah of course so i gave him those tires and he'd try not to take those but he just texted me two days ago and said i got them tires on my truck and oh. i'm and i'm coming to see you in south carolina and uh, you still good for them tickets? I said, I'm good for whatever you need, brother. Oh, so. my gosh. What a sweet story. Lee Bryce is, like, one of my favorite humans. So when I saw he's that, awesome. I was like, his dad's got to be wonderful. Yeah, so I'm I'm grateful to – I'm grateful extended to him and Lewis, his brother, and, and uh, their family. And they're just really nice to me and him and his Uncle Al and just good folks, man. Good folks. Yeah. They just help people. That's awesome. Chris Jensen, thank you so much for your time today coming in to talk about this record. Congrats, by the way, on the record and the success of the single. It was so good to see you. Great to see you too. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to tunein.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. 